Good afternoon. I'm Helen Randall, a partner at Trous and Hamlins, and this is a talk that we are giving to the University of Law at their invitation to the Law Society's LGBT plus Lawyers Division, which I and a number of other members are delighted to represent the profession on. And this is going to cover what it is really like practicing as an LGBT plus solicitor. We're also going to talk about the Law Society's LGBT plus lawyers division, a little bit about professional practice, what you can do before you join a firm, and the thorny issue of coming out to clients and colleagues. So my story is that I was admitted in 1992 and at that time I worked at a magic circle firm and I specialised in town planning and environmental law and back in the early 1990s there were very, very few out gay lawyers in city firms and I don't think I knew of any out lesbian lawyers and certainly no out by or trans lawyers. It was a nice enough firm and I did very good work, but there wasn't an emphasis on diversity or inclusion at all. They weren't really words in those days. You buckled down, you did your work, and I didn't feel I could come out to colleagues. I certainly didn't feel I could come out to friends. And I lived in dread of people asking me what I'd done at the weekend because I would have to disguise the pronoun and I'm not a person that likes lying like any solicitor we have a duty of integrity and it was difficult and then I was fortunate enough in my next job to work in the in-house department of the London Borough of Camden which was led by some very strong people a very good borough solicitor who was very inclusive without really making a big deal about it. She was just inclusive. She very much respected diversity. We had a very diverse legal department in terms of lawyers from different ethnicities, different religions, different socioeconomic backgrounds. There were a number of other gay people who were out who were working there, not least Paul McDermott, who I'm pleased to have as a partner of mine now at Trows and Hamlins. And so I felt confident and I was able to come out at work very, very easily. After that, really, I didn't really look back much. So now I'm at Trows and Hamlins and Trows and Hamlins, I've always been out and proud. And I've had wonderful colleagues who've been really wonderful, supportive allies who've helped and encouraged me in my career and I'm now very proud to be the champion for Trials Includes which is our inclusion, equality and diversity initiative. And I can honestly say that I think having been able to come out at work has made me a much more confident lawyer, a much more confident person and I think it is a key ingredient to the success in my career that I've enjoyed and I feel very privileged that the Chambers and Legal 500 Guides cite me as a leader in the field for three separate areas of law, which are local government, public and admin, and public procurement law. And I honestly don't think that I could have been the person that I have been 
or the successful lawyer have been if I had had to keep on hiding part of my true self. So a little bit about the Law Society's LGBT plus lawyers division. Well, the Law Society of England and Wales is a very important body because it is the body that actually represents and lobbies on behalf of the solicitor's profession. It is no longer our regulator. The regulator is the SRA, but the Law Society shares best practice and helps shape new laws and policies. So it is very important if you are a solicitor that you join our representative body because it's working very hard all the time to represent our interests. And the mission of the Lawyers Division, uh, the LGBT plus Lawyers Division, is to bring together LGBT plus lawyers to share best practice, to address current issues and to address challenges within a supportive environment. We really have some fantastic people on the committee. So we have Katrina Robinson, MBE, who was the Grenfell adjudicator who chairs the committee very well. And she is supported by Rachel Rees, who is the vice chair of the committee, who also has the leading consultancy Global Butterflies, which advises on trans inclusion. And Rachel is a lawyer. Then we have 25 LGBTQ plus solicitors and trainee solicitors from right across the profession, including in-house, commercial, government, small high street firms to big international firms right across England and Wales. So a real diversity of practice and a real diversity of practicing environments. And what we do is we produce guidance, which is very useful for firms in terms of LGBTQ plus inclusion, helping firms with attracting the best, most diverse client, retaining the best, most diverse talent, and also how to work with clients who may be LGBTQ plus but also lobbying on LGBTQ plus issues nationally and internationally. For example, uh, you might recall last year, there was some controversy with regard to Brunei, the unlawfulness uh, there of homosexuality. So the Law Society LGBTQ plus division uh, lobbied on that issue, but also producing some podcasts. And I'd really encourage you to get into the Law Society LGBT plus division, uh, get on the LinkedIn page and listen to some of those podcasts because they're absolutely fascinating. But also all sorts of digital communications via social media and then organising events and initiatives. So usually this is legal pride with the Bar Council and the Silex, And usually this involves going on regional LGBTQ plus prides and having quarterly networking drinks and seminars, for example, LGBTQ plus and faith. But obviously with the COVID-19 pandemic and lockdown, that has all been done virtually. So there are some really fantastic podcasts coming up on international LGBT lawyers from different jurisdictions talking about what it's like to be an LGBTQ plus lawyer in places like Japan, Taiwan, Australia, the United States, 
And I'm delighted to say that we have our own Tinashe Chupendo from the Manchester office talking about his experience as a practicing gay lawyer, including his experience with his heritage from Zimbabwe. And we also have uh, two of our fellow inter-lawyers, uh, Brett Herntan from Hunt and Hunt and Peter Dernbach from Winkler and Partners Taiwan, interviewed by me and by Ewan Watson, who's the Vice President of Warner Brothers UK, about what it's like being an LGBT lawyer practicing in respectively New South Wales, Australia and Taipei, Taiwan. Okay, looking at professional practice, now I'm pleased to say that we have the Equality Act and we have the Gender Recognition Act and it is unlawful for anyone, including in particular a firm of solicitors, to discriminate on the basis of protected characteristics, uh, which do include sexual orientation and gender identity. And we've come a long way because at the beginning of my career, I did have a friend who was zacked by her magic circle firm for being gay. I have friends and colleagues who suffered at work from homophobic microaggressions, sometimes actually uh, quite macro aggressions. And nowadays, I'm pleased to say that that isn't tolerated. And indeed, we have the Solicitor's Regulation Authority's Code of Conduct, and we have all of us as solicitors professional duties of integrity and awareness and understanding of diversity and inclusion. And every year when we renew our practicing certificates, before then we have to certify that we have complied with those professional duties. Of course, we have the firm's policies. So at Trows and Hamlins, we have policies that cover diversity, equality and inclusion, parental leave, transitioning, dress code. And these are really the bare minimum because this is really about compliance, but much more important than compliance and going beyond compliance is actually valuing the diversity within the firm and valuing and respecting our colleagues, of, regardless whether they are partners, fianas or support staff, to basically allow them to be themselves and not to discriminate. So if you are thinking of joining a firm, and it might be that you are at the stage of looking for a training contract, there are some few tips that I would pass on. I would say absolutely check the website, but bear in mind that a firm's website may not always be definitive or up to date. So do what you can to connect with people you know who work at that firm. Feel free to ask that firm for their policies. Uh, if they have an LGBTQ plus network, see if you can connect with someone on that. And if you've been offered a training contract by that firm, usually that firm will be very open to you getting in touch with the diversity networks. And it might be that the diversity networks can include you in their activities. Also, get out there and network. So there are the Law Society LGBT plus lawyers division events and there are podcasts. These are all happening even during COVID-19 in a virtual way. And do go on to the Law Society's website and have a look at the Law Society's LinkedIn page. And you can join the Law Society's LinkedIn page for the LGBT Lawyers Division 
even if you're not LGBT, but you're an, maybe you're an ally or you're interested and you might have a friend who's you know too afraid to come out or you might have a family member uh, who is LGBT plus and you want to find out more. And indeed, you can join the LinkedIn page, even if you're not a lawyer, if you're not yet admitted or you know, if you work in a law firm, maybe as a PA or a team assistant or support staff, anyone can join it. There is also the Lesbian and Gay Lawyers Association, LAGLA, and aspiring solicitors, which Trous and Hamlin is proud to have a partnership with. And then there is a new organisation, which is very impressive, which has been just set up called Queer Lawyers of Tomorrow, which is for people who are wanting to become a lawyer, but um, have not yet uh, started working as a law firm. So going on to the thorny question of coming out, well, there's coming out to colleagues and coming out to clients, and I think they feel like different things. And I would definitely say that you do not have to come out and you should only come out if you feel safe to do so. And one way of you doing that might be testing the water and finding some allies. That's what I did in my third job when I joined Nabarro's. I found an ally and then she kind of supported me to come out. Um, and then you can, you know, you don't have to come out to the whole office. If there's a network, you can join it, first of all, maybe as an ally, and then you can come out to them. Or, you know, it might be that there is someone LGBT plus who you can connect with. And I think anybody worth their salt, frankly, would be happy to mentor someone who's thinking about coming out to work. So it is really much easier if you if you can talk to someone sympathetic, I think. And for that reason, I would say having mentors available is really important. And just bear in mind that the legal services industry is one of the most progressive industry sectors. And the solicitors profession is definitely the most progressive among the legal sector. So in my view, solicitors profession is more progressive than the bar and more uh, progressive than other parts of the legal profession by far. And we have a really strong ethical code, which I think really helps and I feel very proud of. So which is not to denigrate other branches of the legal profession, but just to say, I think we've got a great example being set by both the Law Society and the SRA in the solicitors profession. Then there's coming out to clients. And to this day, I'm not out to all my clients because I just don't tend to have the opportunity for conversations about personal life with my clients. I mean, sometimes it crops up in conversations, but most of the time they're, you know, very solution focused. We're looking at their legal issue. But it is, if you can feel relaxed about who you are, I definitely think it is easier for you to do your best work. And again, you only have to do what feels safe. And there is a bit of a dilemma if you've got a client who you've got a really strong relationship with, and then they say to you, you know, what does your husband do? And you've never told them they're married, never told them uh, that you were gay or lesbian. <laughs> so that happened to me on a few occasions. And I've politely said, oh, well, my wife's a photographer. And then sometimes people said, oh, I'm so sorry. And they, they feel embarrassed. So, you know, you just deal with that in an empathetic way. And I, I think it's a 
they had, there's a moment of embarrassment and then it passes. And it's really important, I would say, to have the support of your colleagues and allies. Also, it's important to bear in mind that it's absolutely not acceptable for a client to be homophobic. And it's absolutely not acceptable for a client to refuse to instruct you because of your sexual orientation or gender identity. And the great joy, I think, of being a solicitor is that you do on the odd occasion, well, you do always have the right to decline to act for a client. On the odd occasion, I have declined to act for clients uh, where I feel concerned uh, that I wouldn't be able and my firm wouldn't be able to provide them with a service either because there isn't a relationship of trust or we don't do that sort of work or perhaps I have issues with regard to that client's conduct, behaviour or honesty. On a more positive note, Diversity and inclusion events, for example, Pride, are a really great way to network. And if you're looking to network for business development and build up your contacts, particularly at the beginning of your career, when you never really stop doing that, really, um, you do meet people of all levels, uh, really interesting people who've done amazing things maybe before they've joined their particular career. They might have really interesting different backgrounds from you, different industries. So do plunge yourself into those and you will get the most amazing access to the most amazing people. And then when you do lie, land your job, I absolutely feel that you have a duty to try and put in as much, if not more, to promoting diversity and inclusion in your firm as you get out. You know, that is your job really as a practicing solicitor. You're not just there to advise your clients. You're there, the public does put trust in you as a practicing solicitor in a way when you're a solicitor you almost hold like a public office really so you should put in more than you get out always and it's so if you're lucky at your firm to have an lgbt plus an allies network don't just join it put sign your name down but do actively participate and find a partner ally uh, and volunteer to set one up if you don't have a network at your firm. I think many firms now are, are really open to having networks and, and see the business benefits of that. And remember, you're in a very privileged position as a solicitor. So I think it is right that you should think about fundraising or volunteering to help uh, the less privileged in our LGBT plus community. Because if as lawyers we don't all give back, then we really don't deserve what privileges we have. Because let's face it, without other people, none of us could be lawyers. Uh, and without clients, none of us could be lawyers. So do join the Law Society's LGBT plus lawyers division. Uh, you can get monthly updates about LGBT plus topics. What you need to do is you need to create a My Law Society account and then choose LGBT plus under the tab, which says, tell us your interest. And do stay plugged in with LinkedIn. Look at the Law Society LGBT plus lawyers division on LinkedIn. And you can also follow us on Twitter at LawSocDI. Thank you very much for listening to us today. And I hope you have a fantastic, albeit virtual pride. You have been listening to a podcast brought to you by Trowers and Hamlins. Find us at Trowers.com and join in the conversation on Twitter at Trowers or find us on LinkedIn and Instagram.